Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Paris Tews. And I'm Brittany Fry. And I'm going to start with our moment of gratitude. And this is the first episode of the year. So yes, Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New well, Year. We had ours with Olivia, but that was recorded prior we recorded that to a while the New ago. Year. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, my moment of gratitude today is that I took my boys sledding and it had just been one of those days. I mean, I don't even know if like one of those days is the right way to say it, but it's just cold. It's the middle of winter. It was one of those days. It was the middle of winter. Yeah. And it's so snowy. We have this major storm coming through that it's just been snowing nonstop for the last few days. And anyway, I feel like we've been like maybe a little cooped up. I mean, my boys have been very imaginative and come up with lots of games, but still, I just feel like we've been inside a lot. And anyway, I just kind of woke up like we're fighting off colds and I woke up just like, what are we going to do today? You know? Anyway, I decided to, um, there's just like a little hill kind of behind my house. So while Eloise was sleeping, I decided to take the boys sledding and we just made it a really wintry fun day and they played all morning. And then when we got Eloise down for a nap, we all got in our snow clothes and we went sledding on the hill behind my house and came home and made hot chocolate. And it was just really fun and sweet. And there are moments like that, that one, I just love that I get to do those things with my kids and create those memories for them and for me. And also too, it makes me feel like it makes all those other mundane moments feel really worth it because it makes me feel like I'm being an intentional mom. And it reminds me that I don't have to have a planned intentional activity all hours of the day to be a fun, intentional mom. I can have this one really great activity and outing and day and whatever. And it's like enough to carry us through the more mundane, boring moments of the day. That's so sweet. I love that thought. And you were reminding me, we just went to Jackson, Wyoming for a little family trip at the end of last year to like three weeks ago. And we went, uh, it was actually so fun. We rented e-bikes with fat tires so you could ride them in the snow. And it was such a fun winter activity. But while we were out there, there there were a few moms that we passed that were cross-country skiing and they were pulling their kids in trailers that were like bike trailers, but they had skis on the bottom. And I was so obsessed with the idea. Now I have this fantasy of being a cross-country skiing mom and just (laughs) taking my kids out to the mountains in the snow. But it was such a good reminder of just how wonderful it feels to get outside even when the weather is not ideal. It totally does. In fact, every time I see a mom outside or like post that they went outside with their kids, I'm always like, you are so adventurous. Like go you, you know? And even though it was the smallest little activity, literally just like a few steps from my backyard, like I totally felt that way. I was feeling like, go me, go us. We're outside. We're doing our things. We're having fun, you know, taking advantage of this weather that is not easy to do. So no, Loved it's it. not easy to do. So good for you. Okay, how okay, about you? I am feeling so grateful. I just had the sweetest moment with my littlest today. I am actually sick right now, which is not that fun. 
mom should not be allowed to get sick, but of course we always do. But I had a moment with her today. Miles was at school and Lola was napping and I just did not have any energy. So I was laying on the couch with Cecilia and it just made me realize the, the phase of just like laying down with her and snuggling with her. We co-sleep and I'm so grateful for that. But during the day, just really like soaking her in and getting that one-on-one time with her happens so rarely. And so I'm grateful, even though I'm not thrilled that I'm sick. I (laughs) am so happy that I just got that. I was forced to slow down and get that time with her. And it was really so, so sweet. She's just such a little trooper. She's always just along for the ride, doing whatever we need to do for the older siblings. And so having that time with her was just really special and sweet. Oh, that is. And that's so like you to always look, always look for the positive. <laughs> Literally, you have that's a stomach right. bug and you're like, I'm so glad I got a cuddle. With my baby. <laughs> I, to be clear, I'm not glad about the stomach bug. <laughs> I'm glad about the, the, that time in my day, but Hey, that's what the moment of gratitude is for. Totally. If, you, if you want me to do totally. a moment of ungratitude, I have a few of those as well. <laughs> but, but I'll refrain. <laughs> okay, our episode today is a... Tw- we always do a 20... 20- uh, previous year's year in review. So our episode today is a 2023 year in review. And I don't know why. I feel like 2023 was... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It felt like a big year, but in a little bit of a different way. I feel like it was a major transition year from COVID and it feels like it was a difficult year for everyone. I know on smaller scale difficult things that happened, but then it also feels like I get on my Instagram and just the general feeling from everyone has been, I am hoping for a better, I'm hoping 2024 brings better things than 2023. And that's been really interesting for me to see. I don't feel like in particular, I was so sad or was dealing with any grief or anything in that way of 2023. But I have said I I came out of 2023 a different person than I went in. And I'm actually grateful. I feel like as a mom and as an individual, I feel like I'm, I feel like I've, I grew a ton in in 2023 and I don't know if that was just me personally or if everyone is feeling that same sense of growth but anyway I I always like to look back and I think the new year if you are into goals or not into goals I think the new year still provides an opportunity for you to reflect and adjust as needed and to be proud of yourself for the things that you have done and move forward with a little more intention. So anyway, I'm excited to look back at our year of 2023. Uh, I first wanted to ask two questions. One, favorite thing in 2023 that you started for yourself or that you did for yourself? And two, your favorite thing that you started or did uh, for your kids? Um, I will just say before we get started, 2023, I would say we were definitely in the camp of like, wow, that was a hard year. It just was a heavy hitter year for us, but also a really happy year and fulfilling year. And, you know, we had Cecilia and 
for so many of these answers, my answer could be Cecilia. So for the sake of variety, I'm not going to say that for every answer. Um, but my favorite thing I started for myself in 2023 is, I, I not even necessarily something that I started, but something that I feel like I got a lot better at was living in the present in the sense that it was, it was a hard year. You know, I feel like I was able to throughout it be happy and enjoy it and be able to experience my experiences if for lack of a better term. But I feel like that was a skill that I cultivated this year and I'm grateful for it, honestly. Yeah, I love that. I put for mine letting go <laughs> letting go which maybe feels I don't know feels like the opposite of being present <laughs> but I just feel like I have been struck by this realization multiple times towards the end of the year that I have being I don't know having three kids being in the in the position I just like my current environment and the current um phase of life and everything about it has forced me to let go of so many of the things i definitely am a control freak on a lot of fronts and it has forced me to let go of so many things and it's forced me to let go of my parenting um it's forced me to let go of my own personal expectations and along with that i think that it has allowed me and forced me to be happy with the imperfections be happy with the simple things be happy just um yeah with the way things are because i think so much of my life currently feels out of control and I'm glad that I've been able to be in a place where I can be happy and feel like I am thriving despite not having control of so many things or things not being the way that I would label ideal. So I feel like this last 2023, this last year was a major transition point for me in that way. And I'm really grateful for that. I have to say 2023 feels like a really significant year for both of us, for the Kindred Conversation girls. Um, you obviously became a mom to three last December, like December 2022, but you really had three kids this year. And I had three kids this year. And at least for me, that was a huge, huge transition. And you have really settled into that so gracefully this year. And I was preparing for it this year. And towards the end, getting settled into it a little bit more but that has been I mean 2023 was very pivotal in both of our lives like we'll always look back at 2023 and remember that was the year we had three kids it's big deal. yeah yeah totally totally I agree that for sure I feel like when I look back at the year I'm like I did three kids all year like I did a full year of three kids like I was you did I feel like that's what I keep thinking of when I think of it and yeah Anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's it felt it did feel like a big transition in so many ways. But anyway, a, a good one. Um, okay, favorite thing you did for your kids? Okay, mine. I will take this one. I birthed Cecilia, and she is just so so special. Twenty twenty three was the year of Cecilia. You know, I got I got pregnant with her 
the very, like the beginning of February and then had her in October. And yeah, my year was consumed by carrying her and preparing for her and then having her and being in the postpartum phase. And just truly like favorite experience was giving birth to her. It was so incredible. So that's that's my favorite thing I did for my kids. I gave my older kids a sibling and <laughs> I brought her into the world. And birth is one of those things. I mean, it really is shocking to think of all the women in the world that have birthed children. I like when when once you birth a child, you're like, wait, they did that? <laughs> they yeah. did that we've twice we've all they done did that, that five yeah. times. They did that, you know, yeah. just like what? It, it's so life-changing and anyway I just feel like you couldn't you couldn't not say you could not say that <laughs> no I couldn't and I have to say of all of my babies her pregnancy especially changed me I think in in lots of good ways it just it took the most of me and it yeah it was it was um just not that any pregnancy is ever not so significant but it it really did take so much of me in the best way yeah I know we have talked about that in previous episodes how involved Cecilia's late pregnancy and then also labor and delivery was and I think that is really sweet that you've been able to look at it in such a positive way and that you feel like it has brought more connection to her and I feel like in your family in general which has been really sweet yeah, it totally has okay what was your favorite thing you did for with your kids mine was okay I I cheated and I put a few things but I feel like they <laughs> maybe they all come together to have like one main purpose but one of them was more one-on-one -on -one time with my kids I think it's just that my boys are getting older and they're starting to create memories and really have preferences and very strong personalities. And anyway, it has been, um, it's been a long time coming that we have realized, okay, they need this one-on-one -on -one time. They need to figure out who they are outside of the family and outside of their siblings. And it's just been really sweet for us to take them on dates one-on-one -on -one and take them on dates like Johnny and I and one of one of them anyway so that has been for sure a favorite thing also um I put writing in my journal I feel like I've been this was the year I've been most consistent with it and I have been so grateful for that it brings about so many positive feelings as a mom that really have made me just feel grateful that I started that. I It's a great reflection tool. And also it's a gift that I, every time I write, I am thinking this is a gift I'm giving to my children. So I'm really grateful for that. And then lastly, I just put more downtime and, and more intentional downtime, which kind of goes along with my letting go, um, where I feel like I like to have a schedule and agenda um, when I'm home, I really do like to be getting things done. It is naturally very difficult for me to slow down if I feel like there are things that need to be done around the house. Um, <clears throat> even if it's, Always. you know, 
meal plan. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's like meal plan or, oh, we ran out of olive oil. I need to go write it down. Or, oh, this bathroom needs to be wiped down. Or, oh, this laundry needs to be done. Or somebody's coming to visit. We have to get the room ready. Whatever it is. Like, I just, it's really hard for me to take downtime when I'm sitting there in the back of my head thinking about the things that need to get done. And I feel like I have honored myself in that this year where I have allowed myself to just have intentional downtime and be present with my kids. And not often do I, you know, get down and like play pretend or whatever, but I will just sit there in their presence and enjoy it. And with no, with no agenda, no purpose to it other than I'm just going to bask in this wonderful time of life. And I've really, again, I mean, I think that's something I've given my kids. I know that they appreciate that, but also, I mean, it pays back. Like I'm, I'm grateful that I've done that. It's been really, all of these things have made me into the mom I want to be, which, you know, is such a gift to give yourself. So anyway, those have been some of my favorite things. I was just going to say, actually, as your friend, I feel like I have seen this in you this year. Not that. Thank you. I haven't seen it in you before, but I have seen you cultivate that and develop that skill. And I honestly really admire it. You know, I look to you, especially like, you know, you did three kids a year before I did. And I am looking to you as an example in that. And I, I have felt this way more than just since I had three kids. It's just glaring because that's the transition we just made. But there is just never enough time in the day ever to do all of the things. And so if you reserve the right to sit down and, you know, bask in this phase of life and enjoy your children and cherish them, if you're waiting for everything to get done to do that, you will never do it. And the days will pass and the weeks will pass and the years will pass. And that is so sad. And I don't want to do that. I want... I want to, you know, I want to get the things I need to get done, done, but we can all reevaluate, okay, what actually needs to get done and what do I want to prioritize less so that I can enjoy this phase because it, you, you know, there really isn't ever enough time. So yeah, thank you for yeah, that. That's a great point. Do you okay. want to talk about the books we've read this year for the podcast? Yes. We read three books I'm doing this year. a list on Instagram this week of our favorite books. You and I both love novels as well, but oh yes. Right now we'll talk about the three books we read Parenting and shared books. about on the podcast. I'm Specifically for the podcast. I thought the same thing. We've read a bunch in the past. And when I was looking through the episodes, I'm like, we only did three. But we did three specifically for the podcast this year. Uh I'm thinking moving 2024, we are planning on doing more. I would guess we'll probably average about one every couple months. So I'm anxious to see how that pans out in our 2024 year in review. But the three books we read this year were How to Talk So Little Kids Will Listen, Hunt, Gather, Parent, and Atomic Habits. Out of those three, which was your favorite? Hunt, Gather, Parent, for sure. I really loved that book. Here, the more that I read parenting books in general, I find that a lot of them do have little strategies and strategies that work and even sometimes they're like kind of gimmicky like I felt that way about how to talk so little kids will listen and I really enjoyed the book but you know they give like little strategies that feel a little gimmicky and sometimes they work and I'm really grateful for them 
But what I loved about Gather Parent is it just felt like a mindset shift for me of, you know, it is my job as the parent to be calm and create this environment, like include my kids. But I felt like it was a mindset shift for me that was really valuable. So Hunt Gather Parent is my favorite of the year. How about you? Okay. Mine was how to talk so little kids will listen. And I was thinking if I had read Hunt Gather, okay, we both love Atomic Habits, but I will say this, it, it, it does feel a little lofty for being in a child bearing and rearing phase. Uh, you're not often wanting to set these uh, like really, I don't know. Like you're just like not on a super specific routine. A lot is out of your control. You're not like setting gym goals when you're trying to. We're not like survive, you know, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I, in fact, I think that's been part of my letting go is just being able to be happy with the imperfections is important when you feel like your routine is constantly changing and you know, whatnot. So anyway, I, love that book. I love atomic habits, but it just didn't feel as relevant in this space. Exactly. Of exactly. That was much more succinct and exactly what I meant. Uh, hunt gather parent. I thought if I had listened to that more recently, that may have been top of my list, but I actually loved how to talk. So little kids will listen. And I loved it because I feel like since I started having kids, I have been devouring parenting books. And so often, and, and, parenting accounts and just anything parenting. Like I'm there for it. I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm, I'm trying to learn and trying to apply. And I feel like over and over and over and over and over, I've heard the same message that is so helpful. Um, but I was starting to feel like, okay, but what about when all my tools fail? Like, yes, yes. I just like, okay, this is like, great. I love my kids and I'm trying to be calm, but now what, you know? And I loved that I felt like how to talk so little kids will listen. It took me back a little bit to a place of more traditional parenting from my perspective, which that could look different depending on how you were raised. You may, you know, hear traditional parenting and be like, oh, but I, it took me back to just a more traditional place, which honestly I very much value and appreciate. And I think that that's one of my values. And I felt like it gave me lots of really, I mean, that was the entire book was practical tools that you can use. And that was exactly where I'm at right now. That's what I need. I have two little boys that are egging each other on and running around all day long. And it, you know, if I don't have tools to motivate and excite and play and, and change the mood in my house, then I will be pulling my hair out by the end of the day, telling myself, be calm, be calm, be calm. Well, they are just like not listening to a word I say. So, <laughs> so this was a really helpful for me in that, um, it didn't necessarily give me the mindset shift, but it did give me all the practical reminders that I needed. And in that moment that I'm starting to feel frustrated rather than tell myself, you shouldn't be frustrated, be calm and, you know, provide the safe space. I now could tell myself, wait, I have, I, I have a tool I can use or like, there's something I can do. And by, you know, using a, B or C all of a sudden I can totally turn the mood around. And that was what I was really needing. So anyway, that was my, that was my favorite book. Honestly, we read three winners this year. I agree. Oh, for sure. I really recommend all I, yeah, we recommended all three hundred percent. Okay. Um, 
our top three episodes of the year. I'm wondering if you had any specific takeaways. Our top three were Avery Harding, Meg Miles, and Isabel Baker, which I loved that they were all guests. We love guest episodes, so I loved that they were all guests. They're so fun. Honestly, I could give like a favorite moment from each of them. I feel like I reflect back on them, all three of those often. Um, But I just have to say, I love the way that Avery sees life as just an opportunity to have fun and enjoy it and show up and live it fully. And I loved interviewing her towards the beginning of this year and just taking some of that energy with me throughout the year. So thanks, Avery. Yeah, I love, I, all three felt very special to me in different ways. And I felt like their energy was like very appropriate for the time that we interviewed them where Avery was January. Right. So it did, it was so great to like look forward to the year with this extremely positive mindset and not, um, like a forced positivity, but truly talking to her made me feel like. I can love and be grateful for my situation no matter what it is. And it's not an accident what it is, you know, like I have coordinated it. Other people have coordinated it. Like all of these things are coming together to make my life exactly what it is. And it is great. And that was such a great, I felt like just the motivation was so great. And then Meg, her, I feel like we just had the most wonderful surprising and unexpected chat about loving motherhood and how hard it is and it was just the pep talk I needed you know what I think about from Meg's episode often she talks about how if you have a bad morning you know that's just like that's just your morning you know you can reset and have a great day and I think about that often because sometimes I'll just wake up and it's just not right and I remember this is just the morning we're like splitting your day into quarters Yes, like I I had a bad little start. Like we're going to have a great day. Yeah. The first quarter wasn't it. And I actually had that thought our year we had the most dramatic start to our year ever, you guys. It's <laughs> it's January 10th. I've I've bought two new cars and <laughs> and people had this stomach bug. So it's been yeah. <laughs> It's not how you want to start your new year. Well, and the uh, two new the two new cars thing was yeah the two new cars that yeah I should have it was not a positive no 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 it was we had to it buy was a traumatic new car because the first new car the engine was bad right when we drove it off the lot so that was kind of traumatic and <laughs> I can tell more about it later but yeah we had to buy a second car because the first one was an absolute dud so yeah. I actually saw this po- this post today on Instagram that is just so funny, but it was a Craigslist ad for a Toyota Corolla, a 1999 Toyota Corolla, and it's like, basically the description is honestly hilarious. He's like, it's Toyota Corolla. It's like, not a sexy car. It's going to last you forever. Like, what questions do you have? You don't need to do anything. It will outlive you. It will outlive your grandchildren. Like, it's the most reliable car on earth like I'm not gonna try and sell it to you it's an ugly <laughs> car that works great like I like it's just it was like just like this gray on gray Corolla from the 90s and anyway we bought a Toyota because that's why you buy a Toyota right because they go forever and they're amazing and we're big Toyota fans in our house and my Toyota <laughs> broke on me 
<laughs> it needed a new engine literally after driving it for like 50 miles. So all that to say, I was thinking about Meg as our year got off to a really rocky start. I'm like, this does not define 2024. This, this is, we're having a rough couple days to start it out, but you know, it's, it's going to be a good year. So I think back on that advice often. So thank you. Yeah, I loved that. I loved that. And yeah, just in general, I felt like it was really just the, if you need a good little pep talk that you matter and that being a parent is hard and being a woman is hard, but it's wonderful and the most amazing opportunity that you will ever have to change lives, then listen to that episode. I just, I loved it. And then lastly, Isabel was one of my favorite interviews. First of all, she's such a dear friend. So obviously that was very fun, but also I felt like it came at just the perfect time. Like her energy is special, cozy, warm holiday energy. Like it was just the perfect person to interview at that time of year. And I, again, felt like that was a conversation I needed at that time where I'd been feeling a little burnt out and um, I didn't know if I had the energy to really move into the holidays the way I wanted to. And she talked in such a calming and motivating way about being intentional at the holidays, but also just in life and especially in this phase of life that can feel a little sticky and um can feel like you're swimming upstream often. And I just loved her slow and patient mentality that I really needed. So anyway, I loved all, loved all three of those. Yeah. We had a great, great guest this year. Yeah, we really did. My highlights. Okay. Brett, what was your favorite memory of 2023? Um, okay. Favorite memory. I had lots of positive things happen. In fact, my brother got married and that was so wonderful. And we have welcomed in just the best sister-in-law, but I would say my favorite memory, at least that I like just in kind of a general think back over the year was at the beginning of the year, Johnny took his paternity leave. Um, he had a month off right as Eloise turned six weeks old. So it was the month of February and we didn't know what we were going to do, but we decided super last minute that we were going to take a family trip to Newport, which I was a little nervous about. I had just, I mean, the week, like the week before we left, I had had my six week checkup and, we even were, we even went to Disneyland. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm bringing a six week old to dis- Disneyland. Like, I just like, I don't know if I have it in me. And then obviously I had a fresh four year old and a two year old. Anyway, so I just was not sure how it was going to go. And I feel like I, it was sort of like testing my capabilities, uh, which I didn't know that I wanted to do with a six week old. And it ended up being just the sweetest trip. We were gone for just a few days and it was just Johnny and I and our three kids. And oftentimes, oftentimes our traveling involves visiting family. So it was really nice that it was just the five of us. And yeah, it was just, wonderful it was perfect and it was slow and sweet and it was our first trip as a family of five and I feel like we'll always remember it it was I was just proud of us for um 
I don't know. I was just proud of us. It just, it felt like a good moment. And we went into having Eloise knowing she would be our last. So there was something about that too, I think, that felt like, okay, we're starting, like it was a new beginning as a family of five. Like this is us forever, you know? Yeah, that's so sweet. How about you? Hey, my best memory, I'm not going to say Cecilia's birth, even though <sighs> we all know that that was the best memory. <laughs> but... I'm going to say taking our kids to Japan. That was, it was so hard. And in so many ways, it was not fun. But also in so many ways, it wasn't. It just felt really special because it's something that we really, it was really important to us that we could do that. And I'm really proud of us for making it happen, even though it felt so impractical. It was so hard. And honestly, like looking forward in our lives, like it's not something we're going to do again in the near future, but it was so important to us. And I'm so proud of us for doing it. And we made just some really, really special memories as a family. And it was a good reminder, you know, you can advocate for the things that you really want as a parent like if traveling to Japan is really important to you you can do it and I felt like that was a really empowering experience for Pierce and I as parents and it was just really cool to get to show our kids somewhere that we love so much and it was also Pierce's 30th so that was really really special and I'll always remember that about 2023. That is special. And that was like, that's like, you will never forget that. <laughs> you will literally never no. forget that. <laughs> Especially because right when we got home, we found out you're pregnant with Cecilia. Like, yeah. Right, I grabbed a, I grabbed um, like sanitary items from a bathroom in Japan because I was like, oh, I'm going to start my period any minute. And then I didn't. So that was also special, but. So many good memories around Japan, of course. Okay, Britt, not important, but fun. I want to know what your favorite purchase of 2023 was. That was kind of a hard one for me. To be honest, I felt like this was a year for sure of being pretty conservative as far as purchases go. But because of that, I will say that um, I did a ton of just Facebook marketplace searching and I have just been slowly adding here and there to little spaces and it has made my home feel so cozy and that those have been my favorite purchases I love sitting in my room and being like oh we just added this coffee table and I just added this side table and I just added that lamp and it just like as we add things it's like oh my gosh like we're filling out our home and it's becoming more and more ours and it just feels really special and lived in and cozy and just anyway that those have been my favorite purchases that's what I'm that's what I'm grateful for how about you that's so fun I honestly you know we renovated our house there's definitely still some renovating to do left but we renovated our house when we moved in and I feel like at the beginning of the year I just hit a wall with it I was just it was really really fun and then I just felt done like I'm done spending money I'm done like bringing this all together it's just feeling like a lot and I honestly didn't do a th I think I bought one $40 side table from Facebook marketplace I think that was my one home purchase of the whole entire year <laughs> um 
So maybe 2024 will be the year that I buy furniture for this house, but probably not. But uh, I don't know. I was thinking about that too. I just think it's, I think it's fun. Like I, maybe it's shallow, but it's fun. It's fun to reflect on. Oh, totally. And honestly, I was thinking it's probably, I bought a pair of uh, sneakers in Japan. They're a pair of like Onitsuka Tigers and I just love them. Like they feel like really special to me. They're just like, they're not like fancy. They're just a pair of sneakers, but I will keep them forever. Hopefully they last because I really love them. And they're just like a fun, sentimental purchase. And every time I wear them, it makes me really happy. So I love that. That's my favorite purchase of 2023. That's great. And it's fun to come off of a big trip feeling like there's something that you like tangible that will always remind you of that. Yeah, totally. Okay. Brett, what's one thing you changed your mind on in 2023? (laughs) In my notes, I put everything. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I truly like that was, I mean, revisiting my point at the beginning. I just, I feel like, um, I don't know. I say all the time, I have two little brothers one of them just got married this year and the other one is single. And anyway, they, I have told both of them multiple times this year. I'm like, I don't know if it's becoming a parent or just more life experience in general, but I just was like, there is not a single thing that you could tell me that would make me judge you ever at all. Like, I'm, I'm just like, anything that I ever had an opinion on, I have questioned, I have revisited it, I have changed my mind. I change my mind every single day on doing the podcast has been really interesting because I'll listen back to episodes and be like, wow, I already look at that differently. And anyway, it, I just truly feel like the more life experience I gain and, um, yeah, growing, watching these humans grow and develop. Um, yeah. Wow. It has just made me realize that if there's any constant it is changed so I changed my mind on everything this year (laughs) how about you I appreciate that and mine feels so silly compared to that but (laughs) it's in the it's a (laughs) you like had like this fundamental like you shifted this is like something that uh, okay I I am just gonna share we changed our mind on (laughs) yeah we did we We both did we both did. We did. We changed our mind about cookbook club, which it just has me laughing because it's something, you know, we loved so much and we're not really doing it in 2024, which I feel like the really important thing about cookbook club or whatever, whatever, like we're big advocates of having, you know, a, a regular get together with friends. Yes. A regular. Yep. Something you can plan on. And, uh, we just kind of got to the end of the year and we were all signing up for what we were going to make that month. And I just kind of realized like, does anybody actually want to cook this month? Cause I don't like, I, this was really fun when we started. And now I just like cooking once a month, like something that felt like fancy and fun and new. Wasn't was feeling like, like a lot. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So we all kind of talked about it as girlfriends and we realized, okay, we're going to keep the structure of like keep the monthly get together, but we're not going to cook from a cookbook every month. And we'll still do it like a couple times a year or a few times a year. But I 
yeah, I'm honestly proud of us because I think we're going to take all the things that were really important about it to us because, you know, it's really important to me that I know that once a month I get together with these girlfriends that I cherish and rely on and like carry me through motherhood, honestly. And a lot of them too, I don't see in my day-to-day life. Like we have to make that effort. And so, you know, we're keeping the effort, we're doing that, but we realized that the structure of how we were doing it didn't make sense anymore. And I'm honestly really proud of us for revisiting that and being like, okay, this needs, this needs to change a little bit because the friendship is what's important and what I want to keep forever. The cooking once a month, not so much. So that was something I changed my mind on that's top of mind at the beginning of 2024. Well, for sure. And we also, we do a number of friendship episodes and I think that's always something we recommend is having a regular get together with friends that has formed some of my deepest female friendships and I'm so grateful for it. But that has been like a really interesting shift as we grow in motherhood and um, yeah, as our kids are growing anyway it's been a it's been an unexpected shift that i'm honestly really grateful for so i'm glad that you brought that me too up. and i'm glad that for we did it for three years we did like very consistently cooked from a cookbook or like on some sort of theme for three years and i'm glad we did it because now i feel like our friendship roots are so deep there's no question about whether or not we're going to continue getting together once a month like that's never been in question so i'm grateful that we were so consistent about it as long as we were because yeah, those roots are so deep. So yeah. Okay. Lastly, last question for the episode. Um, what was your proudest achievement of 2023? Okay. Obviously again, besides having Cecilia, (laughs) I'm actually figuring out my gestational diabetes and pregnancy, which that was the first time in my life that I've had to really, really advocate for my own health and to figure it out. And I'm honestly so proud of myself. And I definitely like felt very, very close to God during that time. I feel like I was very guided through that. And so I want to give credit where credit is due. Like I am so grateful for the inspiration that I felt around it. But also I am, I'm really proud of myself because I worked really hard to figure out how to be healthy for me and for her. And it was really hard. And I really reaped the benefits of it and I'm really proud of it. You should be. That was a big deal. I feel like that was a big deal in so many ways where it was a huge stressor and concern of yours. And then even after you figured it out, which was so wonderful, it was asking a lot of you and your time and your effort and to be able to be consistent and really follow up with the things that you committed to was a big deal as well. So I, you like fully deserve to, to feel proud of yourself. Um, I was thinking two things. Okay. One, I was thinking the podcast, I'm really grateful. Um, and proud of myself for the work that we, and both of us for the work that we have put into this. Um, yeah. Anyway, I could, I could go on, but I love this podcast. I love this community and I'm proud of us for growing it and, and really committing and working hard on it. Um, and then secondly, I just put that I'm proud of me for really embracing my family life, um, specifically my family life and that facet of my life where, um, where I feel like I've really chosen to be present and be happy in my home with my family. Um, 
I haven't always had phases of motherhood where that feels easy or, um, yeah, where that comes naturally or like something that I have necessarily chosen. Specifically postpartum has been really difficult and having a one-year-old, both of my other one-year-olds, like I was not in a happiest, you know, place and I feel proud of myself for being in a place where I feel like I've really leaned into that and truly love being home with my family. Um, anyway, I just wrote like, that sounds like a weird achievement, weird thing to be an achievement, but truly this has been the hardest thing I've ever done. And I'm proud of who it's making me. And I'm proud of creating a beautiful life and childhood for my children. I just, every day I'm reminded this is their childhood. Like these are the things they will remember. And I love it. Like I love, I love looking at them and knowing that and thinking that and feeling like I have played an essential role in creating that. So that's my for sure proudest achievement of this year. That is something to be so proud of. That's the fruits of your labors. You know, the fact that you can be so content with your totally, totally love that. Any other thoughts on 2023? I feel like I feel like we summed it up. I was grateful for it. And I'm glad that we got to talk about some of the episodes that we recorded because I was looking back at the book episodes we did and the guest episodes we did. And they just, it was so, I love podcasts because you don't often get to hear from people in such a long form and so candidly. And it's such a, I mean, especially guest episodes, it's such a wonderful platform to be able to share people and their thoughts and ideas. And anyway, it just feels really special that these conversations are frozen in time. Like they are there forever for people to enjoy and for me to enjoy, for you to enjoy. So anyway, I just, I'm glad that we got to touch on that a little bit and, and kind of talk about some of the guests that we had. And, uh, we should link in our show notes. We will link in our show notes um, some of those episodes from last year. So you can go back and listen if you didn't have a chance. Well, thank you for listening. And we are so greatly looking forward to another year of Kindred Conversations.